Alrighty, welcome to the Hunter's Hub. This is your host, Fortuan, joined tonight by Ace, who just got back from a movie, I heard. How yep. you doing? Good. We went and saw Jordan Peele's new movie, Nope, which uh, uh, I'm glad they didn't over overutilize the movie's title that they could have. There were a few oh, yeah. choice move moments I, where they use I think, where they say nope. Doesn't the trailer isn't doesn't the trailer actually have the 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 clip of the meme that goes nope? Don't they? I think I saw yeah. that in the trailer. I mean, they touch on that because yeah. like there's a scene in the trailer where um, they're like getting hyped up, and the the sister and the brother are like, or the sister's like, yeah, boy, and then it cuts and it's like nope, nope. <laughs> All right, that is so funny. And <laughs> and our uh, our co-host Morg, how you doing, bud? I am doing amazing. Girlfriend took me on an amazing date that I think went for like twelve hours. Well, and we started at ten o'clock. Okay, that's not the longest she, date we've had. I think whoa, the longest date that we had. She yes? took she took you on a date. Yeah, yeah. Usually, I take that's her on key, the dates. That's, that's a keeper, bud. That, I have never had a woman take me on a date. <laughs> yeah, I think the longest date that I ever took her on uh, lasted 16 hours in a single sitting. So, yeah, it, it, this one was particularly fun because she took me to a place. It was a complete surprise. I had no idea where we were going. We ended up going to, That's I awesome. think it was, we went to Bonavista, um, Bonavista and Acadia, which are like the street and avenue names. And I got to go to... Woo, video game trader, which literally sells like a million retro video games. So like they have everything from like N64, SNES, e, uh, NES. They got PlayStations 1, 2, and 3, and 4. They had um, they had Atari Jaguar. They ha- I think they actually literally had every Atari console in there as well. And then they also had like the, the SNES Bazooka. Oh my god. Like I went in there and I spent like, Three hundred and forty-four dollars. The super scope. Yeah, so, the super so li- scope. Yes, just a, a little, just a kid literally. Yeah. Moment for you. Except I'm the kid with diabetes because every every dollar that I spent damaged my wallet beyond repair. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. Like I ended up going in there and spending like a whole bunch of money on an N64. I ended up getting Pokemon Stadium, the original. I got the controller. I got even the attachments, and that way you can hook up your game, your Game Boy Color games, so you can actually play Pokemon Stadium with the cartridges that I have. I'm like, <gasps> and then I also got uh, oh, what else did I get? I got Banjo Kazooie and oh, Goldeneye. Solid one. Yeah, yeah, I've got a good start for my library, but oh my god, I had no idea that they had, like, uh, uh, the rare limited editions for, like, Diddy Kong Racing. It's like $3,000 just for the cartridge. <gasps> yeah, yeah, old oh game trading is, is, is a business. So my good buddy who runs the game store, who I hang out with often, he might be watching the stream, too. He does that occasionally. Um he, they have retro games and stuff now, not near to the level that you're talking about. The, what mm-hmm. you sound like is you went to a big one. They're it was a, a big local, boy, yeah. Oh yeah, they're just God. a local store, but they do have old games, you know, NES through now. Um, mm. I don't think they have anything older than NES. I don't think I've seen Atari games there, but I mean, they also have, you know, Magic Cards, Flesh and Blood. With the, that's where I play, so mm-hmm. it makes yep. sense. So that's that's awesome. That is yeah. awesome that she took you there. Is how long of a drive was it? 
Uh, I think it's like a 40, yeah, it's like a 40, 45 minute drive from, uh, from Strathmore where we started off at. And then from there we decided, well, you know, after we'd, after I'd spent a fortune there, she took, she took me <laughs> to this amazing restaurant that was like right next door. It was called Lake House. And we, and, uh, we ordered like shucked oysters. We had like a peanut butter creme brulee. We had, uh, oh my God, uh, what was it? Uh, blackberry trifle, which is, comes with like a little serving of chocolate ice cream and like this awesome, like, thinly baked sheet of like i think it's like sugar cookie or whatever it was yeah it, we we spent like at least a grand all together <laughs> on the date that we went Jeez. on <laughs> yeah we kind of spoiled ourselves a little bit too much but yeah then i then i paid for a boat ride on, on a paddle boat and through the in through like this little this little park and bonus oh yeah we had a great time it was so fun oh yeah that is that is amazing yeah, it, it was fantastic. It's probably probably our third third best date. Yes, that's probably our third best date. I think the best best one that we had was when she came to my house and we made homemade spaghetti and we had a Rocky Marathon. Oh, it was so <laughs> fun. Oh, my God. I recently bought all of the Rockies and uh, Creed's on Voodoo. And I watched them because a certain podcast that that Sasha Ace and I listened to, one of the hosts refused to watch uh, Rocky. And I was like, Rocky is such a good movie. Rocky's like, you a can't, great film. Huh. You can't. You can't. Oh, man. Oh, well, welcome, chat. Uh, good morning, I guess, for them. It's evening here. Morning. <laughs> but yeah, like... Um... Um, I've watched up to four. She only she only allowed me to watch up to four because she was like, yeah, number five, and then everything else after that, it's all downhill for poor Rocky. You know, he goes from riches to rags. Like, he go, he went from rags to riches and then back down again, and I was like, no, please tell me it wasn't. No, and okay, okay. It's all Polly's me... fault, apparently. I'm like, the one character that I wanted to die, and it's every other character that dies except for freaking Polly. Ugh, I hate Polly's ass. Yeah, so let me tell you this. Rocky Five is the bumpiest one that you're gonna see. Rocky S five Rocky Five is just just don't. I like Balboa. Balboa is is so Rocky Six technically uh, is is a good movie. It's not as good as let's say one, two, and three and four, but it's it's worth it, right? Mm-hmm. One is uh, amazing. Top top of the line top end cinema for me like they just don't make movies this way anymore like sylvester stallone you wouldn't think of him as a great actor i think the rockies proved that idea wrong like he is so good as rocky um he you know he is playing such a good and well thought out and consistent character like you kind of can relate to a lot of things that he's doing so, mm-hmm. yeah, I just I love those movies. Uh, I just rewatched them. I don't. I won't. I won't even say two months ago, Morg. I watched them all. Yeah. And if you haven't really seen good. any of the Creeds, watch the Creeds. The Creeds are stellar. I will yeah. say they are not on the level of Rocky One. However, they are in the mix with two and three and four. 
Okay, I'm gonna give them a shot then, but I mean, like, I, I like any excuse to be able to just put on that uh, Stallone accent, you know, the Italian style, he's the, he's the boss, you know, he goes in the rubble, right. rubble the jungle, you know, flows like a bumblebee. Oh wait, no, 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 that's, that's not how it goes, yeah. I, I don't think the butterfly stinks. Uh, maybe the butterfly could sting, you know, if it had a little sting out the very end, you know, stubby, stubby, you know. But anyways, yeah, it gives me, it yes. gives me a good excuse to just pull out the Stallone, because it, oh, God, it, I love Stallone. He's so, so amazing, but he's also, he can be funny, too. Yeah, yeah. He, he does an amazing job in those movies. Um, so speaking of g- gaming paraphernalia, I bought... I got my Azeron cyborg. Ooh. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. So, so I I know this is really complex. I like my friends were like, I have to see a video of you using it to understand it. Oh. And I will say this right now. I'm still well within the learning curve of learning how to use this thing. Mm-hmm. So your hand goes in it like this. Oh, crap. It's all wobbly because I haven't screwed down the... But they're adjustable. Every part of this is adjustable. Okay, that's really cool. Joystick, which is replacing WSAD. This is escape right here on your keyboard. Oh, that's so cool. Joystick, escape. Um, But you can map the buttons to be anything. Uh, you wow. can make the you can make the computer think this is a joy like a like a game, Xbox controller, and set everything to the gamepad, um, <laughs> and it will use this as the left stick. Oh my and, god, that's so cool! Um, or you can map it to the right stick, whichever you prefer. Um, then you have buttons that you press. It's hard to see, but you have buttons that you press, pressing down, up second level up back and second level back and then left and right so there's a there's the right one and there's the left one on the pinky oh my god that's genius that is actually so, so awesome i like to call it the reverse glove because it's like grabbing your hand like some sort of cr- like it reminds me of like the mario 3 hand that pops up and pulls you in the levels in world 8 oh like, yeah yeah um We'll have it's to call the it the reverse power glove. It's the right. Evolve. Yes. So <laughs> uh, it, it was about $200. It was a little less. Um, I had to order it through Amazon because uh, Britain won't take my credit card. Um, but they will take my credit card through Amazon. So there we go. Um, <laughs> but it's amazing. Uh, I haven't got used to it yet, but I've only played a couple games with it. Uh, the first one I tried out just to see if I could get it to work and everything, and I I unplugged it to show it. But um, I tried playing Titan Quest and mapping some other buttons to it, and it, it you know for an, an ARPG Diablo clone, um, I don't have problems with using the keyboard as much. But I did have things mapped to the mouse buttons, mm-hmm. so I have a mouse four and five button because um, it's like one is left, two is right, three is middle. I don't like using the middle one because pressing in the scroll, scroll reel is asking for trouble for me. Um, and then I've got four and five, and I had some of the skill bar mapped to four and five, so I like I mapped a bunch of things to different like menu options and stuff to these buttons to sort of test it out while I'm playing, and it worked pretty well. The second one I tried out was an FPS, which is uh, Warhammer 40k Space Marine, the first one. 
Oh and yeah. I just picked that up. By the way, that uh, that game is 2010 as fuck. Like there's so many cutscenes and the protagonist is like a short hair gruff mean person like oh my gosh like i got so many of those like whatever like he's trying to be doom guy but he's not even close to cool as doom guy so it's 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 enjoyable enough anyways but it took me a long time to sort of get used to the button mapping so like whenever i'm playing i actually have the button mapping software up so I can see what keys mean what to begin with, because I, 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 this is, this is learning a keyboard all over again in your brain. Like I am not, I am not anywhere near close to competent with this thing. But I was gonna say, I think I will we'll have to get a, uh, we'll have to get a custom uh, orange plastic cover to put over it for you to learn, like we did back in elementary school. Yes. They had that stupid plastic orange sheet that would go over the keys and then a program that would specifically work with that. Uh. Oh my god. Oh yeah, I had I had to map enter because I didn't have it. I had to press my uh, hand on the real keyboard to hit enter because for <laughs> some reason, the only way you can get out of a tutorial in, in Warhammer Space Marine is pressing enter. Like literally, it's the only button. Wow. Like, um, hey, this is well, how you throw grenades. Press enter. I'm like, escape? Nope, but brings up the menu. Still still, still can't escape the tutorial. Okay. Um, any button? Nope. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll have to reach to the key. So I had to map enter. Because enter's not a default mapping. So, okay, yeah. Um, well, I, yeah. I, I did, actually, where I mapped it, I didn't show this. So above the joystick here, is a five-way, like, D-pad. So it goes up, down, forward, and back, right? Mm-hmm. There's an in. You can push in on it, too. You can't push in on the joystick. Actually, you can. It just did. Hmm. I haven't mapped that yet. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm i still learning. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> no, I, so just I, like the, I just had the concept in my head of, like, you can't push it in. Oh, I broke it. <laughs> <laughs> just, just one of those things. Two hundred dollars down the drain. Uh, it's it's a pretty complex thing. It came with its own special screwdriver, so I can like screw parts in. You can mm-hmm. see like you actually like these move quite a bit, but you can screw it in to make it tight and not move. Um, so I've been messing with that a little bit. Um, obviously I've been playing the shit out of Rise, uh, Sunbreak. Um, Morg, have you gotten any further on that? Um, I know you don't have a ton of time to play. Well, no, I actually hadn't found any time to play. Um, but I mean, like, um, I've I've watched a couple of videos on like some of the mm-hmm. uh, switch skills that I can actually unlock later on in the, into the game, which I'm really really excited for, especially considering um, uh, I'm going to be meaning uh, hammer and gunlance more. Like, uh, like I've dabbled a little bit into gunlance. Um, in Rise, just playing around with things like Blash Dash and like the um, that guard that allows you to be able to sharpen your weapon um, when you do guard. Um, and yeah. yeah, Bullet Barrage. Oh my god, I am so excited to unlock that once I get to MR4. And um, mm-hmm. I believe there's like two, two skills that I can unlock for Hammer. Um, 
what is it? Uh, one of them allows you to be able to add like an additional like uh, impact attack to uh, to all of your charge for your charge attacks for for hammer, which is going to be pretty cool. I mean, like yeah, it swaps out your um, uh, your impact crater, but I mean, like you can swap back and forth anyway, so you might as well at least mm -hmm. have it on your one of your scrolls. Um, and then there's what is it? Uh, there's like this. Uh, I'm not quite sure what exactly it was called. I don't remember what it was called, but it allows you to basically like reposition yourself or evade attacks while still maintaining your charge on your hammer. Yep. So you you don't have to roll out of out of the way of an attack or or anything like that. So that's going to be really handy get, having that on top of uh, my skills. So I'll probably put that maybe in my setup for impact crater, and then. Um, yeah, I think that might actually be pretty good. Yeah. Oh mm. boy. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to figure out the like the layout for my um for my silk binds and my switch skills so then that way I have like optimal play so I can default to one style and then jump back allow allow me to get those additional hits in, swap back to the way where I can get impact crater in. So I'll probably have to have like the zoom maintain charge impact crater so in that way whenever a monster gets ko'd and it falls over i can close mm -hmm. that distance get the impact crater on when it's down or if it's paralyzed or whatever and then mm -hmm. i can take a, take advantage of that i might even utilize foray as like a skill so i might focus in on foray is strong yeah 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 i think i might focus on using foray especially if i'm going to be using paralysis or I might default to like um, the Camellios or the Puke Puke Hammer, depending on like which one um, I want to play around with more. But I think the chances mm -hmm. are I might go for the Puke Puke, and then I might go for either if it if it's got a th a Rampage level three slot. I'm wondering if the Camellios um, Rampage skill is in yeah, it should be in the game, right? So if I can util if I can utilize that or Koshala Daura's um, uh, skills, then, yeah, like, spinning bludgeon into, like, big bang finisher is <clears throat> going to utilize a lot of damage, especially if I go for, like, crit meta, like I usually do. So, right. yeah, there. I think that there's a lot of potential for me to be able to play good old-fashioned aggressive hammer. Um, yeah. for Gunlance, I, I need to complete all of, uh, Allo's quests, I think it is, or Arlo's quests. Yeah, yeah, I need yes. to complete all of his companion quests in order to be able to get his armor set, and then maybe, maybe, uh, Basil Goose, and then, like, maybe some other, other niche pieces, I, uh, depending on what I want to go for, for high shelling and defense. I crafted all of, uh, Basil Goose's set for Charge Blade. Mm -hmm. Um, it is such a good charge blade set. Um, yeah. So I haven't dabbled in charge blade yet. I made the armor. Um, so the only one I've really dabbled with outside of greatsword right now has been Lance. Um, oh yeah. Lance got nutty with the shield charge. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not talking like the full charge. I'm talking like you press it's, it replaces. I don't remember what it plays. Replaces. Oh, you're talking about the shield charge. The one where you can like bash in, right? Yeah. yeah, so it allows you to extend your combo instead of doing a back hop. Mm -hmm. So you do poke, 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 bash, poke, 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 bash, poke, 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 bash. Like, you just keep going. And if you're if you're being stopped by a monster, you just... And it does KO damage, too. So you can KO a monster now with the lance. 
Oh my god, imagine putting Slugger on that, just so that way you can get an early KO, and then just wail on a monster's face. Just, just yeah. indefinitely. Oh my god, that'd be so dumb. Oh my god, that sounds so good. I still, I still run full part breaker, because to me, that's number one skill, so, yep. in every set I do. So, um, that one, I haven't really... It's 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 there. It's a close. My greatsword set is tuned. It's there. I got rid of foray uh, because I got a good enough charm that I was able to put a lot of the charge master onto the charm, mm -hmm. and um, two points of it. So I mean, I only have one point from the jelly legs. The mm -hmm. there's a jellyfish leg. Oh yeah, and, it's it's from the fish that you can get at the volcano, right? I think that's the one. Yeah, yeah. The special fish. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. But I'm now wearing chest, arms, waist of Malzino with Thalos head and jelly legs. And that's giving me the full charge master with my charm. All of the, uh, all of the Malzino, um, blood, whatever, blood, right. Blood, uh, right. Yeah. I've got, I've got all my part breaker. I've got all the, all the stuff I would need. So my charge, uh, my, uh, my greatsword set is really solid. I have mostly tuned my lance set. It's not all the way there. Um, and then I literally crafted the armor for charge blade and have crafted a few charge blades. I've, I'm not done with that one at all. But mm -hmm. I have managed to craft every greatsword to rarity 10. There is no greatsword I don't have that isn't at the end of its tree. <laughs> I have crafted every lance that I care to use to the end of its tree. And I am now working on the charge blades, but yes. I'm taking a break from doing the charge blades because I am now back into crown hunting full force. Ooh. So since we talked, I have now completed Aurora Kanth. Um, I have completed Aurora Kanth was the big one. Then I went on to what we call super purple stripey baby. Um, the MR 100, um, uh, the yeah, the MR one hundred uh, Magnamalo, so scorned Magnamalo. I yep, have now crown hunted that. The only reason I didn't tweet about that one is I don't want to spoil people for Twitter on MR one hundred quite yet. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's done, and I just finished. Um, what did I finish? It's right after that one. Crap. After scorned Magnamalo, uh, it's not. Guys Shogun Sienatar. So. Oh, yeah. Shogun Sienatar. Shogun yeah. Sienatar. Hey, that one, I got, uh, I got, I think Aurora Camp was the dip, most difficult one. I'm in this, I think I, I crowned it at 73 hunts. And I don't, I don't know, Morg, if, uh, if you remember my, excuse me, um, difficulties with crowning Rise. I think, I think you left the show before I got done with that. I think I do remember it a little bit. I think you were actually having trouble. Like, I think, I can't remember if it was the bigger ones. I think it was definitely the bigger ones that you were having some issues with. Uh, I think it was the bird wyverns, wasn't it? Ba uh, baggy. Great baggy. baggy, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, boy. Yeah, was 232 hunted before I got the crowns. Um, Just like when you go to the grocery store, got too many plastic baggies left over. Yeah. Um, so I'm a double bagger myself, so I'm never short of bags. I was hoping 
I was hoping that Sunbreak fixed the cycling issue. I don't think it has. So it gets stuck. The, the number generation gets stuck on certain quests. So you have to suss out which quest has the best chance for the small crown and which has the best chance for the large crown. Mm -hmm. And while, let's say, Scorned Magdamalo only has three expeditions he can, three or four expeditions he can be in, which ex expeditions count for the, any, by the way. So you have to check those. And those aren't guaranteed to have the monster. Um, uh, so you have to check those, and every quest they appear as a main target, essentially. And those are the quests that could potentially have the. So, because the, the flat rate in Master Rank is six percent for a small crown and ten percent for a large crown, much oh. better than the three and three. But, mm -hmm. however, if the randomization is still screwed up, which it seems like it is, you have to find the right quest in order to get those chances. True. And it will be a better chance than what they tell you, uh, based on what's going on. But you know. What, whatever. So, while Scorn Magdamalo, there was a total of like six quests I could potentially have to do to sort of suss out which one was best. Um, there are 11 for Shogun Sienatar. Oh I was my so glad. god. I was so glad that I found the small crown while trying to suss things out. Like, mm -hmm. I wasn't like... I wasn't through the whole list and I can't get through the whole list in a single play session. Most of the time, like, mm -hmm. and if I close the game, guess what? I got to start over because the randomization moved. So. Oh it is, my. <laughs> I, I was very scared about Shogun Sienatar because of the 11 possibilities he could be in. I was like, Oh my gosh. Um, but I have now moved on to Ostalos, which is less. Not a lot less, but I think it's about nine he can be in. Mm -hmm. I think there's six main quests and three expeditions. Mm -hmm. um, I have gotten a size update of small twice, but not a crown. Mm. And I'm still sitting on a silver large. So he's the next big one. And right <laughs> after him, Seregios. And those two are going to be... I don't think nothing, anything's going to be as tough to farm as Scorned Magnamalo. But, yeah, it's... Yeah, because uh, from thing. what I've seen, yeah, it's just nothing but explosions with him. Like, oh my god, the hellfire that just comes off of him is insane. And yeah, oh, yeah. I, I watched um, RX's video. He mm -hmm. opens the fight with the super attack, where he does the spin around and dives at you. Yeah, I That's saw that. Yeah, yeah, I saw that <laughs> when I was watching RX's um, hunt. But I mean, like there were four of them, so and they were all seasoned hunters. So I wasn't surprised that they were going to take him down very quickly. But yeah, the the way he caught them off guard was like the funniest thing I had ever seen. Like where they're just like, whoa, 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 whoa! You're not supposed to do that <laughs> yet. Is he supposed to do that yet? And then they, and then yeah, they're like, oh yeah. my god! It's just freaking out. It is the funniest mm. thing I ever saw. Oh my god, I laughed so hard. Oh, it was really, really enjoyable watching that. Oh my god. 
So, uh, where have you gotten Ace? I haven't, I haven't got to play with you at all this week because I've had the kids a lot longer this week than usual. Yeah, I am on the grind to level one hundred. Um, I think mm-hmm. I'm in like the high seventies currently. Um, I will say, Crimson Glow Valstrax is a bit more of a bastard in uh, <laughs> in G rank, specifically because of. Uh, his his little uh, pokey maneuver that he does while he's hovering in the air. Oh, he does it in the air have... now, eh? Yeah, yeah. He, he's yeah, a he harrier does, jet now. He does like a he's a harrier. A bendy <laughs> pokey maneuver while he's hovering in the air. Um, and oh I'm not sure if God. it's because I have flinch flinch free at like level two or something like that, or it just doesn't knock you over. But it doesn't doesn't knock me over. And he typically does it when I'm in the middle of healing. So <laughs> oh. I'll be like just jogging while healing and he'll just be boop undo what I've just like healed and it's super frustrating. You got to roll it, man. There's no way you, you oh, see I've, him go up in the air, you got to roll it. Like I've tried. you got to take take the the half potion and just just yep. just yep. roll cuz that's probably why uh, you even have the half potion in the game right now is because like the monsters are so ultra aggressive and they they can mm-hmm. just combo the ever living crap out of you. It's actually a benefit to be able to just take advantage of that half potion and then you know whatever little you can creep out from the rest of the potion great. I mean like you know it can be a little greedy but I mean if you can afford to at least get something out of it and then still dodge out of a move awesome. I might. Oh, finding, darn it! Finding uh, brew hair is definitely uh, essential in some of the quests. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Yeah. So yep. my my new Dango set is like Dango Defender low, Dango Defender high, and Dango Medic. Like that is my <laughs> new default. Like if mm-hmm. I'm doing a tough tough quest, like ooh, yeah, there's uh, anything uh, afflicted, anything elder, like. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not true. The elders, I still go. I, one of my favorites is Summoner, where you you can have the higher chance to see the Felicrow or the Owl. Mm-hmm. Oh, those are good ones. Hour. Yeah, those ones are. Really I really good. like Summoner, so it, my default is Defender High, Medic, and Summoner. But if I'm doing an Afflicted quest, it's like no, I I am just I am 100 on all three defensive Dangos. Mm-hmm. I think what you could oh. also do is. Um, if you need to, like you can, I think there's a uh, a Dongo skill that you can get. It's it's like the last one that you can possibly get. I think it's called Dongo Switcher, which allows you to be able to recover a bit of health um, uh, every time that Doing you do skills. like a yeah yeah when you're switching your scrolls around. Um, maybe what I'll probably. <sighs> I'm wondering if I if there's a way for me to be able to get like redirection because I know for a fact if I get like redirection two and then I go for um, uh, feline switcher and if I get that to level four I can evade out of an attack recover some stamina get a huge boost of healing and um, what is it like recover like essentially a full wire bug if I'm like just charging up so. That's actually a possibility, I think, for like a really good end game set is if if you're able to like time those attacks and you you basically use like your 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 skill swapping as kind of like an adept uh, evade, then 
you could essentially like play the game without ever having to touch potions and you're able to avoid attacks yeah. effectively. So that actually could be like really, really good as far as like meta play. Nope. I, uh, my blood, right. Uh, once, once I get parts broken and mm. I, I'm, you know, full tilt in the fight, I, there will be times where I'm down pretty low and I'm like, no, I'm just going to do a, do a true charge slash on this thing's broken tail and get all my health back. That's yeah. just what's going to happen right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I also recently unlocked uh, craftability for the jelly set, so I put on the waist, which has two levels of uh, part breaker, so I've been able to uh, now put in I used better that for quality. a while. Yeah. yeah, I've been able to put in a better quality uh, talisman, so now I've been able to uh, further optimize my hunting horn set. So, it's... Yeah. It's pretty choice at the moment. So, so this is the first game I feel like I'm truly going to branch out into other weapons and actually play them in a long time. Like I have not I have solo weaponed since 4 ultimate, I believe. Mm-hmm. That's a good um, length of time, yeah. Um I will say that any time back in the day when I was a hammer hammer bro, I always side went into longsword so I could cut tails that I needed for parts. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty much a dual weapon most of my Monster Hunter career up until 4 Ultimate, and then I became a solo weapon. And now I'm legitimately enjoying the Lance. Um, I really want to delve back into Charge Blade, and I may make two different Charge Blade setups. I may make a KO impact file, and I may make an elemental setup. Um, because the elemental charge blade is looking pretty good too. Um, with sunbreak. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys keep up with the Cantor X, uh, but he had a wonderful, just him dunking a, uh, a master rank Almadron. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was with an elemental charge blade. It was like under oh. three minutes. Oh, like, dude. Elemental charge blade is now Meta, it is considered the highest damaging way to play for charge blade. I never even saw this coming. Elements I, are actually I'm, strong in this game. I love it. That's why I like Charge Master. I like Ugh. using elements. Like I can't help it. I just I, I it's that it's it's because I came to Monster Hunter from Pokemon, right? Mm-hmm. It's like because Pokemon was so formative for my gaming that when I moved away from it almost entirely to Monster Hunter, I was like, elements. Yes, I can match elements. I know no. this. So, so I, I just, that's just like my brain is just like, I just, I really, I really like when you're matching elements, or you're doing more. To, I know it's never, ever been the thing to do, but I, like I was element matching with hammers. Like people would be like, oh no, just go for raw. And I'm like, Screw you. I'm making a Legaikos hammer because this thing's weak to lightning. And that says I'm going to do more damage. Is it more damage than what you're doing? Probably not. But that's the thing I love about this series is that nearly everything is viable if you're good enough. Like, you can go out there naked. That was a thing. Naked (laughs) runs with heroics. People blowing themselves with bombs and just smashing Mm -hmm. Devil Joes. Like... That's that's one of the biggest things I love about this game is the freedom that you have to play 
with others and and you know there's there's not been a ton of gatekeeping and that kind of stuff as long as you're quote unquote pulling your weight in a quest you're fine and you don't have to pull weight if you're solo hunting either so you're doing your own yeah. weight pulling yeah i also um <clears throat> i also like the fact that they have not made like um attack plus jewels or like any of like what was considered like the the raw crit meta um jewels for like the level four decorations i'm glad that they decided not to do that because now what it basically does is it 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 it, it, it indirectly nerfs um those skills and it makes it so that right. other skills are now more viable now mm. now after like you know making it so that like elements and utility skills now actually have the, the the capacity to take up those bigger slots and it 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 not only affects like the slot economy in such a way that it m makes people think a little bit more carefully about like what it is that they want to put into a set to make it actually to make it viable but it also it the fact that now they have it so that um attack and like throttle and crit boost and all those other ones they are now a level two slot and you don't necessarily want to put them in a level four slot if you can if you can afford to. I like that they I like that they made that change so then that way it doesn't make it so that it's anything like what Iceborne was, where it was literally every attack boosting skill at their fingertips and making it so that you had you you literally had like an Excel spreadsheet were like listed of like meta skills on a set and then everybody you know criticizing and judging each other for you know not having that spreadsheet of skills mm -hmm. in this game they make it so that every skill has viability in the game because they can all be utilized to deal damage effectively in ways that you know are, can be offset from what was considered the standard meta so yeah for sure it's just it's really it's genius and like you know like it it doesn't make them any weaker but it makes it so that it, it it's not necessarily your top priority to be looking for those skills in order for you to be mm -hmm. able to make really good sets like there are people who are using blood right there are people who are using chain crit there are people who are using foray there are people who are using um charge master there's people who are actually bulking up on elements and getting maxed out element skills on their sets and i've i've never seen um like such a diverse like list of completely viable skills that you can put onto your sets that make not mm -hmm. the, not the game not just fun but very dynamic and very like diversified and it, it it's Oh, it's so refreshing finally to to see a game where where crit boost is like it can be slotted in, but it isn't like your primary like decorations or necessarily the primary sets. And like even skills like dereliction can be utilized very very effectively in this game as well. And like though like there are skills in the game that will boost you higher up than most other skills. Well if not all of the other skills, but there is some backlash to it. Like, for example, like, gradually losing health, and, like, even Bloodlust is a fantastic skill, but, I mean, like, you're also losing health, like, you're getting chipped. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Point is, is that, like, all of the best skills in the game 
have some kind of a drawback to them. So there is like a balanced feature where it, it's all based off of the skill of the player, and it's not necessarily about having a, a, the most completely optimized set that everybody's yeah. striving for, the, the one set that everybody is looking for. That is right. what I if like playing, most about Sunbreak. If you're playing this weapon, use these armors, these charms. Done. Exactly. You like play this weapon, yeah, that was very... That was very four ultimate, I would say. Mm -hmm. That was very world, also. Yeah, like yeah, I remembered. What was it like? I think for four ultimate, I think there was like a piece of Yukonlos armor. There was the Teostra chest, the Rajang um, waist, and then there was um, or no wait, no no no. I think it was. Oh shoot, there were there were a number of pieces. I know that Delamadura also fit into there somewhere, but I mean, like it was like this weird, really weird mishmash of like pieces that probably the feet yeah that basically gave you i think it was home blade and like a bunch of yeah. other skills that just yeah it was just insane which is sharpness and attack so yeah duh yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. i um I, I i'm i'm quite pleased with it as well another weapon i'm looking into once i get more comfortable with lance um i'm going to start doing charge blade stuff i'm probably going to do both elemental and impact um, probably build two different sets for it. And then I am looking for the first time ever in my Monster Hunter career, possibly playing dual blades. Huh? Ooh, um, you're I had, it. so I have done every arena quest and by far the most difficult arena quest for me was the Garen Golem one. The one that's smack dab in the middle. <laughs> Ooh. Because your choices are gun lance, uh, dual blades, insect glaive, uh, heavy bow gun, and there was a there's another one that I just don't play. Oh, switch axe was the other one. Oh, and I played none X. of those. I played none of those weapons. So it took me an hour and a half to beat this quest with me trying different weapons because I was like, I play mm -hmm. none of these. I am learning from the ground up on a Garen Golem. Like, like I cannot fathom. Like, I thought I was like, okay, I'll just take this with Gunlands. Uh, this is th that was my first shot. I was like, nope, <laughs> I can't do nope. this. I am not a Gunlands player. It is not a lance. I can do lance. I can't do this. Um, so what I ended up doing is I tried a couple times with dual blades and I finally got into it. I never <clears throat> went into arc demon mode. I don't know how to, but I beat the quest without doing that. Really? Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Like, I thought that, uh, I think arch demon mode was like, um, it's when you've like completely filled up the red gauge, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's when you Something completely filled like up your that. dual blade. So I know dual you, blade gauge. I know you have to go into demon mode, build up, and then you can go into arc demon mode, and then because like they they give you a good indicator because one of your blades fills up, and that's demon mode. And then I'm like, okay, cool. I can do demon mode, and then you know blah blah, blah. or you know whenever you're out, basically you're out of demon mode, and that bar goes down. And I was like, cool. So, like, I still got to do demon mode moves and have more mobility. This is awesome. So that's how I beat him, is I just went crazy. There's a dash attack that you kind of spin through. And I did that a lot to sort of dodge. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I think but it like I want to learn the... dual blades. Yeah, I want to oh. learn dual blades better, and I, I, I just for me, I feel like growing as a hunter is learning more weapons for me. Like this is this is my next step forward as a hunter. I don't feel like I'm the best in the world at greatsword, but I feel I have mm. it down. When I can, when I can fight, uh, pur- super purple stripey baby, twenty nine times to crown it. Like I think I can do it. Like I think I think I've 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 tested my metal with mm-hmm. greatsword. Mm-hmm. Um, now that being said, we're going to get tested again here in what two yep. three weeks? Because yes, Lucian Narcacuga and Seething Basil Goose, along with maybe some more afflicted monsters in the future. Because I think those are what the special species are going to be. I think. Yeah, probably. probably. Yeah. They're probably more afflicted. And yeah. I you know, like I'm let me let me be real guys. You know, you know I hate Apex. I hate Hyper. I hate the new Apex. I hate everything that is take said monster, apply something to it, frenzy, whatever. <laughs> just to make it artificially harder. Like, I just... I don't like that. I've never liked that. Um, I really like something more akin to the guild quests of 4 Ultimate or, like, the oh, specifically difficult yeah. Freedom Unite monsters, like Old yeah. One Horn. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, stuff like that where... It is an artificial difficulty. I know this, but I really don't like artificial difficulty. And uh, afflicted monsters are not the worst this has ever been. Apex monsters, the original iteration of them, is still the worst by far. Oh, the frenzied and... ones. Yeah, the frenzied Apex. Yeah. Those, um... Mm, uh... Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going to say this, and this is obviously my opinion... But to me, Apex is the worst Monster Hunter idea ever. Just, hey, you can't you bounce unless you have a whetstone. A special whetstone that only lasts a certain amount of seconds. Like It's it's especially worse when you're fighting Diablos and like half the time he buries under the ground, so then your Y stone ends up getting used up early, and then he comes back out of the ground, and you're wasting your time trying to wait for the Y-Stone to charge up, because everything that you're doing, even with fencing, completely bounces off. Like, Mind's Eye does mm-hmm. nothing for you. It's it's so brutal. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Uh, Apex Diablos, I yeah, hate Yeah, there's a so reason much. why... There's a reason why Mind's Eye 2 is a must-have for any set I do. Period. I do not like to bounce. I don't like it. That's fair. I'll take the lower damage on a bad hit zone. That's fine. But if I can get Mind's Eye, it's a it's a top priority after Part Breaker. Mm-hmm. Like, I would say for me, Part Breaker, number one, Stun Resistance, number two, Mind's Eye, number three. Like... I can't, like, these are things that are, like, I can now, I do not like dealing with. Like, I don't like dealing with being KO'd. Mm. It's just, I get hit sometimes, and then I will tell you probably 99.9% of my deaths in world was because I got KO'd. Yeah, when he gets... Before I started using 
stun yeah. resistance. Yeah, when you get stunned, it's almost impossible to get out of it. Like you can you can wiggle the controls and stuff like that. You can mash all the buttons all you want, but it's not going to get you out of it any faster. Really, it doesn't feel like. So yeah, whenever you're KO'd and the monsters aggroing on you, you're you're just dead. Um, especially considering most of those monsters, they either oh, like two or three hit clap you, and you've already taken a hit. So the next one is guaranteed to kill you no matter what. So I mean, like when you're KO'd, you might as well faint it. Um, it just adds insult to injury is what it does, but, um, yeah, mm -hmm. stun resistance three, it's kind of an essential. For me, for me, I, I know some people are like, just don't get hit. That's not my life. I, I'm not the best. I get mm -hmm. hit. Yeah. Um, I mean, most of the time I'm able I, to water strike out of a lot of attacks. Like, uh, Rajang for me was really, really easy because a lot of his attacks were easily telegraphed and <laughs> you, you could tell when the hitbox was coming and all you have to do is just hit the water strike just a little bit before the hitbox even comes up so that way your when your hammer is in alignment with the attack it blocks it perfectly um but yeah like honestly um i'd still run stun resistance regardless of that because in some instances you're not always guaranteed to get your water strike in alignment with that shot and some and in more cases than not like putting evade extender on a set and being able to dodge out of a out of an attack in time doesn't mm -hmm. always happen because sometimes the attacks come at you just way too fast and you're not able to react quickly enough to be able to get out of that hit so having stun resistance does help and yeah like there there is a reason why it, i think a lot of uh, people like would consider that to be like a top priority skill in this game because yeah, the monsters hit really, really hard, and the last thing that you want is to be KO'd immediately after taking a really heavy hit. It's definitely worth the investment, 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, sorry, I got a little distracted there. My phone gives me news notifications at, at sometimes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys can read this. Is it backwards? I can barely read it. Um, uh, oh, wait. So I'll read it for you. Yeah. I'll read it for you. Monster Hunter Paradise reportedly in development for for PlayStation and Xbox. Supposedly the next Monster Hunter is called Monster Hunter Paradise. I, I just saw this pop up on my phone. Oh. From a, from a data leak and data mine. Oh, like. it would be so cool to actually have a free world Monster Hunter game. Like an open world Monster Hunter not like what we've had before, but that, I mean, like, it would be a cool concept to experiment with. I don't think that it would necessarily be, um, the definitive way to play Monster Hunter, but yeah, I think that that could be, like, a really cool concept that they could play around with. Maybe even introduce I don't, swimming I back don't, into the main series again. I'm okay with swimming, but I'm okay with the swimming part, but open world, entirely open world, no. No. I don't like, want to have to travel to an area and fight like i like to be able i like the quest system mm -hmm. moving away from the quest system to me is is tantamount to heresy for monster hunter like i can't i can't fathom not doing quests yeah like it's I so mean, integral to the monster hunter brain in me of just walking up to that quest board taking down a ticket and taking it up to the to the guild marm and going like 
it's so integral to the world of Monster Hunter. It's so integral to the gameplay. Like, it's just... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think Paradise necessarily means open world. I think it might just be talking about a location. Who knows? I don't... That but it is be, a date yeah. of mine. Maybe we'll return to but, Chico Sands and be able to catch Plesioth again. Ooh! Oh no! And now you have me thinking of N- uh, NCH's uh, video where he has it so that um, uh, the catching net is like the ultimate insta kill weapon, and so mm-hmm. then they decide, okay, well, I mean, like if it kills Plesioth in one hit, then it's more than likely to kill like other monsters in one hit, and so then they decide to mount it up onto like a moving platform, so then that way he could take it with him on quests, and then he just goes around just one hit killing monsters left, right, and center. Oh God. Oh, that was such a funny video. Oh, yeah. yeah he's, that was he's so pretty good. good. Yeah. NCH is a pretty good a cartoonist. I wish I could get him back on. Uh, he, had, he has not been on in a long time. But Yeah. I, I was actually really fun. happy, like, having, like, had conversations with him. And then us, like, like you know, brainstorming what would happen if Rajang came to world. And this was, I think, like, a year before the game, like, before Iceborne ever came out and that Rajang was ever released. And the fact that we both predicted, like, that, um, you know, there was going to be a turf war between him and Devil Joe. And then he made the call that it was going to be exactly like King Kong with the T-Rex, where he was going to pry the, the mouth open and stuff like that. Then he made a video on that. And then immediately after that, Rajang gets like, you know, uh, uh, debuted Reeled. or teased. And then mm-hmm. we all see the big turf war. And it's exactly like what we predicted. It was so funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I miss those days, especially when being on Twitter and being like, we called that. We called that a year in advance. Would you believe it? It was so funny. Oh, my God. Oh, glory days. Mm. Yeah. I miss those days. Yeah. So, so obviously, Sunbreak has been quite an adventure for me. I am in, I have broke the 900 hour mark. I started at 600 something. So I've been playing a lot. Um, and, I'll, you know, a lot of it's offline or with Chance, just me and him online. Um, so I haven't been playing a lot with other people. So, um, so Ace, um, you, how was, how was Nope? <laughs> I, I'm interested to hear how Nope went. Um, okay. it was very interesting. Um, so like I was sort of saying a little bit, it was, it's like a combination of horror, thriller, and comedy. Um, and I mm-hmm. believe it's, from some of the articles that I read it, it was supposed to have taken inspiration from Jaws in in some ways. And I will definitely say that that is true. Uh... Okay. In, in sort of how they reveal the mo- the problem, I suppose. Yeah, uh, trying not to give away spoilers okay. for it, but yeah, it's no, no, in a no, lot of ways it's, yeah. it's like Jaws. Um, definitely did did good with uh, some comedic moments. Um, <laughs> uh, there because the the sort of thing that you get from the trailer is that it messes with electricity when it's nearby. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there's an excellent moment where they toy with that with a character who's on an electric motorcycle who then takes a tumble. Oh no. Mm. Oh no. Um, oh. Also uh EMP aliens. Yeah, cuz like that's sort of like the whole thing of is course. that they like mess with mess with power and mess with you know mm-hmm. human cre- creature comforts when they when they come in. Um I definitely Definitely wasn't expecting it to go how it went initially. Obviously trying sure. to say say not too much. Um, I watched Chris Stuckman's review on it and it definitely does have uh, some, some nice little um, touches for people who have ever worked in like film sets or things like that. Um, at one point Daniel Kaluuya's character is wearing like a crew a crew hoodie and stuff like that um and they touch on how Mm -hmm. uh the first ever motion picture was um like a a black uh rider on a horse you know the sort of series of still frames it was like three seconds of that um and they're they're essentially the descendants of that person um so they they're basically like the Hollywood they're the only black owned Hollywood horse ranch so they do a lot of uh background mm. work for like movies and commercials and stuff like that um uh, okay and it sort of touches on like uh animals and TV and cinema and stuff like that so interesting yeah, that's not a direction I expected to hear. Well, it's not this. like Yeah, that's different. It's not like it's um It's not like it's preachy in that way. It's the it, focus. It uses that to tell aspects of the story. Sure. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Um I want to apologize to the audio listeners. Um there's certainly two gunshots that just appeared oh, on my geez. audio. Uh, my neighbors are outside 10 o'clock at night firing guns, apparently. <laughs> so, welcome to Southern Ohio. I mean, I, I I think that has happened a few times in Green Bay, and certainly if I were to record up north, when we go up north more often, I'm sure we'd hear some of that. Yeah, yeah. It, when you were talking about that, if you saw, I was just like, yeah, yeah. I was oh, like, huh. gunshot. Something going on in the background. Yeah, my window's open because my room gets incredibly hot still. Um, other than when you, other than when one. you hotbox the bugs. Mm-hmm. Which hey, uh, I think we're clear so far Good. since. No problem since. Looks like it. Um. But, uh, yeah, it still gets hot in here. My uh, toilet actually broke. Oh, so my restroom over here, everything works, but oh. um, it's not refilling water. So, like, you can't flush because there's no water mm-hmm. in the tank. Yeah. Oh, my filling. God, that's terrible. A couple of weeks ago, we had a whole fiasco of things go down where the uh, 
the AC temporarily went down until we got it serviced, and then uh, our uh, mm-hmm. hot water was down for a day until uh, we could get that checked out. So that was that was fun Boy. taking like a third of a shower with like ice cold water. So Ooh. so okay so so me. I, I'm doing things to lose weight. I'm, you know, I'm on the total water. I'm not drinking anything but water, mm. right? Um, so I heard a, an interesting thing, and I wanted to try it out, and I didn't do it for very long because, uh, well, it sucks. But um, supposedly, taking cold showers triggers your body to go in more of a weight loss mode than hot mm. showers. Mm. So for about a week, I took nothing but... Let me explain. Frigid cold showers. Like, no hot water, just cold. I mean, and maybe if, if the I tactic did that, is to to shiver yourself to lose weight, to shiver nonstop to lose weight, maybe. Suppose, supposedly, and I watched a video on it, supposedly from mm-hmm. a doctor, right? Like, obviously, this is all whatever. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, like, super, like... Oh, I need to like trying to find crazy ways to lose weight because I won't eat right and exercise. It's just like I want to try this out. It sounds interesting. So it is um, supposedly there are two types of fat in your body, and when you go into this, like when you put yourself into a hyperdermic mm-hmm. state, not like not like full that way, but when you put shock your body with cold temperature it switches gears from burning the sort of like temporary fat to the more storage fat, which is what they call brown fat, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to jumpstart that process a little bit. If you do that for your showers every day, instead of hot showers. Um, hmm. I didn't do it very long. I cannot say I lost any significant amount of weight in a week. <laughs> uh, Cause that's just insane. But, you know, I, I tried it. It was it was an experience. Now, the crazy thing is, it sounds terrible, but when you're in the middle of being in the shower when it's that cold, you warm up to it mm-hmm. quick. Your body adjusts quick. Like, the way they talk, like, you, like, you know, like you go swimming and the, the water's cold and you just jump in and you acclimate. It's yep. essentially that. Uh, you would think... You would think that, like, with it being a shower, because you're not submerged, it would be different. It's not. You're you're still, you still acclimate pretty quickly, but it's it's a rough ride to that acclimation. I will say that it is right. not fun. So the the doctor actually suggested starting off at a reasonable warm temperature and then gradually shifting it down to cold to where you've turned totally turned off the heat. So that's kind of what I did. Um, but, but anymore, I get in the shower and I, I, it comes up a split second. Think about it. Like, no, I don't feel like doing this kind of effort today. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> I'm just not. Um, sometimes yeah. you just so gotta take a, the plunge, man. You gotta go into it, you know, go elbows deep, you know, otherwise, you know, you gotta, I mean, you gotta, we that's gotta what I'm to make the change. One step at a time, Morg. I have taken out what was arguably my only drink for years, which was pop entirely. I am only on water. So that's one step. I'm going to be moving on some more. So mm-hmm. 
Got to remember, you know, the biggest enemy is processed sugars and flour. Those those are the big fat builders, you know. I, I try and avoid it as best I can. For listeners, as he's chugging a Pepsi. Man of integrity <laughs> is what I am. <laughs> and somewhere um, there's an airplane. I also want to apologize to the <laughs> Yeah. Um so I also want to apologize to the stream. I don't know why, but we're dropping frames like crazy today. Mm. Um I don't I don't know. But uh like I was telling you guys before the show the the house hunt can start in earnest here in a couple months. I got good news for my financials. So I'm going to be uh, taking some time to do that. And Ace is flickering his face <laughs> of light for some reason. You going to tell a spooky story no, I now? Just, I was just <laughs> jimmying my switch back and forth, seeing how long it would take you to acknowledge gotcha. it. <laughs> Sometimes I don't acknowledge such things because I'm like he's doing something, and I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to podcast <laughs> here, yo. <laughs> um, so next week I don't know if we're doing an episode still or not. We, my parents got back mm. today to see if we're going to be gone next weekend. Um, but for sure the weekend after that we are doing the next quiz and Morg's first participation. Um, oh boy! I mean, I can oh, go I can for now. Sasha. Ah, <laughs> uh, I mean, we'll see. I mean, you're just I tired go, of losing, aren't you? Well, no, no, no Sasha's pretty good. Isn't the quiz next week would be what no. a Tuesday? He's on next week. Oh yeah, that's right. It okay. would be a uh, it would be a second right. wild card. So our fifth is. Our fifth weeks are also wild cards, so it would be a, a second second wild, wild card, card, a non in person potluck. We each make a a meal or oh appetizer, and then we show it off. Yes, we go full foodie can... mode. That's a great idea. I've already talked to people well. about how to make arm, armadillo eggs. <gasps> yes, Fortuan, <laughs> make armadillo eggs. All you need is just a bunch of jalapenos. You need some cream cheese. I, I did make a very... It was actually really good. I made a vegan chili once, and it was actually really good. Mm, um, yeah. I don't know how I pulled it off, but I did it. This is years ago. This is, I think, before the mm. podcast. Um you know, we're we're coming up on five years now of me doing this. Yeah, I started in June of 2017. So, yeah, this is five years of me podcasting. You're a toddler. My goodness, it sounds like fireworks. Yay! I'm celebrating five years. Woo! <laughs> I have a I have a five year old right now, so she's gonna be six. <laughs> Boy, I told you guys about the funeral stuff. We're going to a wedding tomorrow. Let's see how this goes. Because oh, uh, it's going to be a riot. No one's going to be, gonna stop, be. St- no be stopping her from. Charles is p- making jokes that we're, he's going to use the kids to to rope in single ladies. He's like, these kids, they're the light of my life. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> talk about Uncle. Shh, shh, shh. Don't tell him that. <laughs> oh yeah. Who knows? He, he's. 
we're making jokes because like you know for, for us both being like single and trying to date has been terrible mm-hmm. so he's just making jokes like hey we're going to a wedding we're the single guys at the wedding <laughs> like yeah like but i have kids and i'm going to be focused on not making noise during the ceremony then keeping them entertained and then also yada yada like you i just, just uh rig up like a a walkie talkie and then just like set it up under one of the one of the benches on the other side and then just like have a noise maker and the other walkie talkie and just start making noises through to that walkie talkie just oh like my god yes put, do it you gotta do something like, really really funny fart, farts and dad coughs <laughs> it sounds like a very unsound sleep oh my god that is so funny oh oh yeah yeah, that definitely Uh, is something that a dad would do for daytime napping steal the steal the the john mulaney line uh that apparently like uh like his niece or something said it like a wedding where uh, the bride had like the veil, and and after as soon as uh, the veil was lifted, this this little girl apparently went, "Aw, she's ugly." Did <laughs> 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 I tell you about how uh, how I got the worst dog in the world? Not the worst, but like how I got the ugliest dog I've ever owned. I'm not talking about Blinky, are we? No, no, Blinky, Blinky is fine. Um, she's cute. Like, I, there's nothing ugly mm. about her aside from her her attitude at times. But peeing on your um, bed, you'd still love her even if she was ugly, wouldn't you? Yeah, I, I mean, I would. Yes. However, uh, it is a it is a barrier to obtaining a dog sometimes if they're ugly. Uh, mm. Once you get to know them, that's no longer a problem. But so um, this is like very early into my my -hmm. marriage and we didn't have enough money at the time to really do a big thing for the ex-wife's birthday. We celebrated it, but not like a big present or anything. So we were like, okay, we'll put it on hold. And I then got very soon after I got the, the sort of career level job, I got the more money, you know stopped shopping at sack and save and started going to Kroger's like, Mm. like, you know, that kind of thing. It was a big, big life update for us. So we're in the mall. My brother is visiting, uh, for the time we're in GameStop and she wanders off. I can hear the shots going off in the audio there, man. Are they just can plinking or like, do they have a, a clay pigeon pole? It sounded like fireworks mm-hmm. at this point. I don't know. Like it's it's a lot. Um, Maybe they're reenacting the Alamo in the woods. Uh, yeah, you never like, know. Uh, that's that's just it's that's just like the, reminding me because uh, maybe the trees are Mexicans. Who there's knows? A, there's a meme going around around Fourth of. It's not like Mexico doesn't have trees, Mark. There was a meme <laughs> going around um, around Fourth of July. Um, 
where it was right. Uh, I love I love hearing my neighbors complain about high gas prices, and yet they somehow have all this money to afford enough fireworks to blast them for hours on end. Yeah. It's I all mean, about the priorities, yeah. dude, you know? Think about it, you know? Fireworks, yeah. they're for a special occasion. Gas, you use it all the time. That's the big yeah, difference. Make sure, make sure I got my now, point A to if, B so I could get to work and get my kids where they need to be and get groceries and stuff. Explosives. <laughs> the gas needed to go you know, to the fireworks shop, you know? People, it's really taking a dent into their firework budget. Mm-hmm. Ooh! People love their fireworks. Man, I, I was driving back from dropping off the kids a couple weeks ago, and I was on July mm-hmm. 3rd, because July 4th was a Monday. And uh, I was like, okay, so what's what's happening here? Drove through Courthouse, uh, which, funny story, is where uh, the ex-wife used to live. So I actually drive through the old town we used to mm-hmm. hang out and stuff, dropping the kids off. So I, I, it's nice to have like little stories for the kids when we drive through. Like, hey, you know, like we used to go do this and stuff. But driving through, literally, I'm on the the highway, right? And it's a four lane divider and everything, like a whole grass median between mm-hmm. it and everything, and cars on the sides of the road for miles around this exit. And I'm like, holy oh cow! Cars parked in the grass. I'm like, what's going on? Oh, fireworks tonight. They're doing mm. fireworks. So like it was like it felt like half the town camped out on the side of the highway. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, um, I told you. I... We do that for Canada Day actually, I mean, where people will actually literally park off to the side of the road in droves and then they'll just like you know sit in their vehicles or on top of their cars and they'll just watch the fireworks go crazy. Yeah, lots of people, blankets on the hood, like, yeah, that's yeah, what it was. Uh, on 4th of July, mm-hmm. we were driving back from up north, and I was I was very tempted, because we ended up going downtown and watching the uh, fireworks off of the uh, river downtown, because we parked in the uh, parking garage that's downtown. Mm-hmm. I was very tempted to, to park on the uh, bridge that passes over, the like the big bridge in town because that one's a lot higher up so you can see around more of the city but i'm pretty sure they don't allow for that and probably we probably would have gotten ticketed um yeah but the, uh, no, there's bridges are so restricted on what yeah. you can do the a lot uh of the time the green bay fireworks though i think ended in a s- slightly uh slightly unplanned way because uh, very near towards the end, like the last like minute or like thirty seconds, some of the uh, fireworks either misfired or something. But there was just like a big rolling like fireball that was like fifty feet above where they were um, igniting them from. And like Andrea and I looked at each other and we were like, "Hey, I don't think uh, I don't think fireball was part of the arrangement." I mean, they get into some crazy well, fireworks sometimes. They can do some crazy well, cause stuff. Well, because it was like a, a thick black smoke and orange and red flame. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think that was supposed to be part of it. I think, Maybe I think not. it was like a partial I mean, misfire where it ejected, but it didn't ignite properly. So it just 
They didn't take the the box off it or something, so just, this cardboard box just set fire. Maybe. <laughs> In like, the air. All the other ones were going off like they were supposed to. Uh, yes, I, I see you, cat. You're fine. <laughs> Our older cat, Ashraby. The cat is heckling she We're pretty sure she... Oh, my God. She's deaf, so, like, how she communicates wow. is basically screaming. And then expecting immediate mm-hmm. attention because, like, <laughs> yeah, because she's a cat. Yeah. So, uh, so, so back to the story of the uh, the the ex-wife. So, she wanders off from GameStop, and I'm like, "Where'd she go?" I was like, "No, the pet store's down the the hall. I know it." So, sure enough, I walk in the pet store, and she's looking at dogs because we talked about getting a dog. And this little girl looks up at Merlin. This is how the story goes. We named the dog because it was our dog for five mm-hmm. years. Um, Merlin, who was a Brussels griffin. And I don't know if you've ever seen a Brussels griffin, but uh, Winston Churchill's dog has like a big beard and mustache. Um, so that kind of English dog. Anyways, this little girl looks up at, at the dog and goes, Mommy, that's the ugliest dog I ever saw. And then I saw my ex-wife turn around with these big puppy eyes like, we didn't get anything for my birthday. Can we get him? I'm like, dear much. Yes. Let's look at him, I so guess. She did the, so uh, we ended up getting a dog. The uh, Scott Lang's daughter from Ant-Man. He's so ugly. I love him. It's exactly... What happened? Oh my god! So there, there, there's the story of, of Merlin, whose ashes are still sitting in my room because we had to put him down five years later. Yeah. He uh, he died an early death. Uh, mm. We don't know what happened. He lost the use of his back legs, and it was going to be. He probably extreme. had a stroke, like um, like our dog had, where uh, she lost the use of her legs too. Like uh, she she couldn't do anything. She couldn't walk five. around or anything like that. No, yeah, dog, dogs young. can get strokes, and then, yeah, they become, like, fully paralyzed in the back of their legs, but, like, um, yeah, immediately after hmm. that, she ha- she also had, like, bladder problems, um, yeah, it, it was it was really unfortunate, but, um, yeah, it, it does happen sometimes, yeah, but, uh, hmm. yeah, not really much Meanwhile, after that. my dog Blinky is just an idiot, that's it, she's just an idiot. Likes to run out in the road constantly. I mean, that's... Yep. Despite having been hit by a car That's once. what the two uh, new dogs that uh, Andrea's parents got do. They're uh, like golden doodles and they're... And Andrea and I... Andrea coined it. But the thing we like to say is that they have one brain cell that they cha- they share between the two of them. Because they will constantly link together and... Even in taking them out. There she is. Right there. Uh, oh, I yeah, there we go. I can see a little bit. Um, even taking them out one at a time uh, has proven to go. be troublesome because they will go towards the road immediately without hesitation. Yeah. So, they are 
Yeah, experience. she she doesn't chase cars or anything. She just likes to explore. Mm-hmm. And then the road is just an easy way to traverse between properties. And I'm just like, dog, no, please stop. Oh, just stop they've, they've enjoyed traversing Think- between properties. Especially mm-hmm. especially here in town so, where we're right next to some like uh, sort of uh, duplexes, I guess I would call them. And they've sure quickly just zoomed down three or four to houses down with me in tow after them, trying not to lose my shit and strangle them. <laughs> yeah. Stop it! Yeah. Dogs are... <laughs> Dogs are frustrating at times. They can be. They just like them, to socialize. But... They like to make as many new friends as they can. Our dog was pretty bad for that too. But you know, uh, eventually, uh, like once they get old enough, you know, they mm-hmm. they just stop doing it. Like they just stay like home. So north. I, you guys want to hear a terrible joke I made in 2012? Oh, please, yes. Tell us. So I, this was on my Facebook memories the other day. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was such a dork. Like, I was talking about Merlin, uh, actually, in, in the in the post. And it was, um, we should have named Merlin Achilles. And they were, and then, like, it was like, I had, like, a, a, a fake conversation. And someone was like, why? And I was like, well, because when I need him to stop, I say, Achilles, heal. And then he runs off full speed to the next stranger, humping their leg. And I said, I'm sorry. It's his weakness. What? <laughs> Bravo. Oh my god. What? I was performing dad jokes a good two years before I was a dad. Yeah, and and these two, um they still have we um Andrew's parents still have one of the two original uh goldens that they got. Um her name is Tia, mm-hmm. so she's their uh, essentially their bigger sister. Um, whenever we're all outside at the same time, uh, and we're here at the Green Bay House, uh, uh, or actually Pico, not Tia. Tia's the one that got uh, put down. Um, Pico will mm. actively escape them by jumping up onto the picnic table that we have in the backyard because they haven't figured out how to get up on top of it yet so that is one of the methods that she Mm. will use to escape them like tackling and biting and nipping at her because they're they're Mm. like two violent teddy bears with their curly hair and stuff and they often will just like spar with each other yeah yeah blinky likes no dogs she doesn't like. She only likes people. She doesn't mm-hmm. like animals. She doesn't like bugs. She doesn't like like anything. She's just like nope. <laughs> like like she saw another dog one time. She immediately <clears throat> tail under her butt, sprinted back to me. <laughs> like that is so funny. She is such a skittish dog. She's a, like almost as skittish. I used to have a whippet uh, named Nico, mm-hmm. and Nico was pretty skittish, but like. Once he was outside, like, like if you know what a whippet is, it's a smaller greyhound. Just, just, just dust. Mm-hmm. Oh my <laughs> so, god! Yeah, that was that was the one the uh, the ex just gave to a friend without my permission. She was just like, 
oh hey yeah um i'm giving nico to so-and-so i'm like that's my dog please no like because you don't want to take care of it are you kidding me like it was it was a rough day so yeah but funny story that was because that lady was getting divorced <laughs> go figure yeah soon after <laughs> yeah so um i don't really have much else to say tonight i d just played a lot of monster hunter did the crown hunting stuff made things i did start what, playing what a, some of uh stray the new uh playstation game that came out yeah with the, uh, cat protagonist i i'm interested in that one if I see a physical copy, I will probably pick it up. Sometime. So I've only played like an mm -hmm. hour, an hour and a half maybe. And the cat shit is on point. Um, oh yeah. I've heard that you can snuggle with other cats and go to yep. sleep. And there was play fighting with them too. Uh, you can uh, meow to your heart's content with uh, pressing circle. Uh you can scratch on rugs so and trees. So like Luigi's Mansion, where he's just like, there's just a button to yell yeah. Mario. Oh my so you god. Can, yeah, scratch rugs and trees. Um, and then also, um, you get a companion that's like a little hovery robot thingy. Um, and it goes into mm -hmm. a like charging backpack, essentially. Um, when yeah, yeah, I've seen I've seen the backpack. When the you cat. first get the backpack, the cat flops over, just immediately falls over onto its side, and then for the first little bit while you're walking around, it does like the the sort of like arched flat back thing where it's like crawling walking around low to the ground because it's like I don't want this on me. Get this off me. Gotcha. That's funny. That's funny. I like that. Man, again, I'm sorry to the Twitch streamers, the people on the Twitch. It is just not behaving <laughs> tonight. I don't know. My up, I checked, did a networks test while we mm. were talking, and it's like, yeah, my my download is still in the two hundreds, but like my upload is half of a point. <laughs> so, great. Time to upgrade the internet further. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's supposed to get five up. It's, yeah, a tenth of what it's supposed to be. <laughs> oh, yikes. I hate, I hate Time Warner. Oh, is it still Time Warner? Yeah, for you as guys? far as, um, well, um, I mean, as far as, like, what's going on with me, I would say that um, uh, as soon as uh, I have the time, I'm going to try and get, like, um, an expansion pack for my N64, so then that way I can take advantage of games like donkey kong 64 um yep. when i get the chance to find it uh, majora's mask ocarina of time i'm gonna try and get maybe playthroughs of those done um yeah if, if i can even find those games um i now, did see do you have the n64 add-on to your switch um the, i do the yeah and... yeah i do yeah because they're all on there like mm. I understand collecting them physically, but Majora's mm -hmm. Mask, um, DK sixty four is not, but Banjo Kazooie is. 
mm-hmm. Mario 64, um, but both Zeldas are Majora's Mask and Ocarina yeah, of Time. Yeah, and I like. Yeah, I've thought those about ones doing another o- Ocarina of Time playthrough. Yeah, and honestly. I like many others. I'm also holding out hope that they'll eventually do a uh, Game Boy DS and 3DS game release too. Or system release. Yeah, oh, I think the Switch so is here to good. stay for a while. So I could see that happening. I don't think we're going to get a new Nintendo console for another three years at least. I don't think we're even going to hear about it for a while. It'll put... Because <laughs> the Switch yeah, is definitely be in the, uh, so well. Nin- Nintendo Plus expansion, Plus expansion pack. Oh my god. It better not be like the Sega Genesis when they added the Sega, what was it, the 32X and the Sega CD, where it's literally just expansion, like physical expansion ports that they just slapped onto the thing, and then like just a mess of cables everywhere and made it look like it was on light support. (laughs) Oh my god, what a Frankenstein's monster mess that system was. Oh my god. And it's funny because the 32X ended up becoming the Sega Saturn. So, I mean, like... There was no reason yeah. to even get the expansion for your Sega Genesis, and so that way you could play your 32x games. It was, oh man, what a monster! Oh Sega, what were you even thinking? Oh money, Nintendo. That's what they were thinking. Nintendo better not go that route because that would be the stupidest idea that they could ever come up with. Is like creating like physical expansion ports to be able to like lop more. <laughs> more games onto uh but then again i mean like it defeats the whole point of it being a switch anyways because it's supposed to be a a mobile console so like yeah yeah tell that i don't know that would be uh, be counterintuitive tell that uh limited run with their uh i forget what game it was but they have a game release that they also have a uh mini arcade cabinet uh peripheral for so you essentially put one of your joy cons in the bottom you slide the switch in the top sideways and then uh you play it off of that so you have it stationary like a tiny tiny little arcade cabinet no i i can't i no (laughs) no i i actually legitimately play monster hunter way worse on handheld mode and it's not the system; it's just the the controller difference. I'm yep. so used to the Get pro. One of the hoary split pads. Yeah, pros. I'm. I'm way. I'm so excellent for handheld. I am so used. Yeah, I am so used to having like an actual like console controller in my hands. Like I've got like a like I think two standard size ones, and then I've got a GameCube mm-hmm. controller, and then I've got like a mini controller. Which is like it's a little bit smaller on the hands, and like the the buttons are a little bit tighter together, but it it handles like a dream. It's it's probably the best controller I've ever used ever. I adapted to it pretty quickly, even though like it was much closer together than everything than before. And like switching between that and like a standard controller, it felt really weird at first, but you get used to it after a while. And God, you wanna damn? You wanna you, play this game for it? stupid awesome controllers that I can never have. You want to play this game? This is my standard, just the Magnumalo Rise controller. Funny story, I picked up a second one recently, Morg. Um, Could you mail it to me? 
Eh, maybe I could. I'm not using it. Um, but Pretty I did please? want a fourth control. I did want a fourth controller, so it's it's serving as that now. I don't have yeah. it three. Oh my god. Why does everybody have one except for me? What is going on? Where do you get these? GameStop. I, yeah. I got mine from Best Buy on launch, and then I got well, not on launch, after, soon after launch, and then my second one that I recently got, uh, my game store got one traded in, and they're like, "Hey, you want it?" And I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> absolutely, yes, I do." Yes, that. Uh... <laughs> yeah. And anytime oh, wow. the Monster Hunter stuff comes in, he gives like, "Hey, hey, champ." got monster Hunter stuff you want it I'm like most of the time yeah like i don't think morg you've seen it i have like the co- <laughs> actually I, I i know you weren't on the show when i got this so i'll show this to you i got like a, oh, okay. a super high-end okay. zenogre figure yeah it's by the oh. it's by the uh, same company that made the uh narc hugo one the new like super flexible one the one that i have Oh, the fully posable figurine, yeah. The the SH figure arts, I think it is. I've got the Rathalos of that, and it actually comes with a mount, so that way it can actually stay in the the air or whatever, and it can launch fireballs, or you can have it so it has, like, two different types of tail attachments, so you can get it with with the full tail on, or with the chopped tail, because... Mm Yeah, low-key jealous. Just a little bit. Its hands are adjustable too. At least, like you at can least that exists they in are. counter of that uh, one Zenogre statue thing that they have out there. Wait, I think you can do it. I think you can make it howl, so you can do yep. the... the whole woo woo, and then the charge up. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I don't know. Because its tail now, actually bends. I don't know if you guys... Now, if I could save up for a Furious Rajang and a Molten Tigrex statue, that would be really cool. The problem is is that one of them is at least $900 and the other one is north of 1300 so... Oh, that's... Um, yeah, I'm with you on that, yeah. buddy. That is that is outside of the price well, that's, range. That is That's nothing. That's the, there's yeah. that one company that makes the uh, Zenoger... Uh, statue and figure kit, and they're all like hand painted, mm-hmm. hand molded models. And those, co- mm-hmm. I think the whole entire collection comes somewhere between two to three thousand dollars. And then there's one for like a Rathalos, I want to say, that's also somewhere near that expensive because it also comes with not just the Rathalos, but with like figures and palicos and stuff like that, too. Oh, that's yeah, insane! I was, God. I, 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 you know, I, I like Monster Hunter. I like collecting figures. Like I've got, I just recently got the Amiibos and stuff. But like, I don't. I that is such a small priority on what I get and do. Like, it's not mm-hmm. even close. Like, I would never spend. Actually, I didn't think I would ever spend this much. This was like. 120 mm-hmm. I think this was like my highest end I've ever spent on something. Yeah, like I mean this. my my Kushala like, statue yeah. was 
uh, 200 through GameStop, but that I was at least able to pre-order and then put down deposits until like the the time it was launched. So that was effectively like a a layaway. So now um, I don't I don't know what this is, but. 35 minute story cassette of Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> no idea what this is. What? Oh, wow, that is so cool. Oh my god. You know what? Yeah, if you get a cassette player, you could you my could dad totally listen found to that. This. That my is dad so found cool. Watch it be like one of those ridiculous items where it's like, "Oh my god, this is like super collectible and it's like worth $800." But no, it's probably it's probably not. But I always find that funny when uh, that'd be really cool stuff that they got like when they were kids is now like worth hundreds of dollars to certain people. Yeah, story it's ridiculous. produced it... by Ted Carisco, the Walt Disney Company, uh, patented in 1993, Buena Vista Pictures Production Inc. I think it's a story of the movie. I think Whoa. it's an audio tape of the movie. Interesting. Because that's wasn't so Buena Vista bizarre. And Disney, who did Mario Bros. movie, I'm gonna I look this up. Don't now. remember. <laughs> um. Well, the thing is, is that Buena Vista and Disney collaborated on a lot of live action stuff, so I could picture that actually being a thing. Although. Uh, <clears throat> It would be really nice if I could get, like, a Gormagala uh, figurine. Like, oh, God. Like, yeah, if I could get, like, even the statue of it, like, fully amped, that would be oh, so sick. Yeah. I'd, I'd love a Diablos one for me. Yeah, it's weird mm-hmm. to me. I don't yeah. that they haven't done a uh, actual, like, figure builder statue or, like, a, the whatever it is, the creator's model. Because yeah. I think they have, like, a half model or something where it's, like, bursting out of the ground, but they've never done, like, an actual one. And Diablos is definitely one of the more iconic models. Oh, no, it is. It is the movie, guys. That was a Disney production. Walt Disney. Oh, Studios no wonder it was so terrible. Oh, my God. Ugh. Disney likes to butcher a lot of things. Star Wars is not the only one. Now now I know. Sorry, Star Wars fans, but, you know, ever since Disney got their hands right, on I'm it, it just was it never as eBay. good. On eBay. The memes are great, though. Oh, it's not worth... It's, a, it's not <laughs> worth shit. $21. $21 is not bad. I mean, for something that's old. I mean, it's $21 in your pocket, so, I mean, like, you know, it, it, it's something. Eh, who knows? Maybe it'll be worth something in the future. Forty dollars for another one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, Dad just found that. I I've never listened to it. We never. I don't remember getting that as a kid. Well then, I do remember falling in, in love with. Uh, essentially, it's new. I don't have a cassette player in my car, Morg. Oh, Actually, yeah, I forgot those things died out in like the in like the eighties and nineties. Those those were a staple back my then. My first my first car was the only car that had a cassette player, and it was old is, for the time. It was a ninety three, which is funny to me because car. some stores still sell those 
uh, cassette to auxiliary adapters that you can put into your stereo to play off of like your phone or MP3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I had to thing. use one uh, for a while, does and anybody... I had to use an FM tuner for one mm-hmm. of my cars. Um, mine, yeah, yeah, mine does. The car I have now, the I have an auxiliary port, but it's weird. It's in the center console. So, like, oh. there's an extra cigarette lighter plug mm. in there, and there's an auxiliary port in there that works uh, in in my car. So I actually have to use an auxiliary port Bluetooth device that connects to my mm. car. That's really interesting. Does anybody remember when, like, DVD players were, like, built into cars, and then, like, they would have, like, a little flip open like uh monitor screen and like the, the back, back seat, and whatever yeah yeah so that way kids could like watch dvds on like long trips i remember those uh more what to was the, that yeah. that was like more a mid 2000s point, thing when i was in boy scouts uh one of our uh scout well i think he actually became our scout master um his family uh two of his uh kids were in our our troop uh, they had w- one of the uh, Dodge Caravans, the Grand Caravans, that had the uh, seats that could swivel around and it had the uh, table attachment in the middle. That is so wow. cool. That is actually really awesome. I mean, ugh. So here, so my, my computer oh, yeah. is so high-tech it doesn't have a DVD drive anymore. So I have this so that I can get stuff onto my mm-hmm. computer. Um, just an external DVD. That is so sick. So I just keep this on my desk. I was, um, was going to say the craziest thing like, I have though. Take that and like tape it to the to the back of the top of the laptop, so that it's on. Oh the, my god! Yes, off the screen. Yeah, like look it. I've got the best laptop mods. I don't know where it went. Oh my god, yeah. So I have this crazy... So I got this thing because... Oh! I'm oh, Oops! Uh, I didn't Don't worry, you haven't lost the picture. It's still edge. pretty good. For a second there, I was like... Uh, so I have a three-monitor setup. For a second there, I was like, Oh, did one of his neighbors oh. blow themselves up? <laughs> I, no, I didn't. <laughs> That's me. That's me. Now, I don't wish. Um, I had to... So my third monitor is sort of like propped up, and that's why that happened. Uh, I was looking for it. I have this crazy thing that you can slot a old uh, spinning disk hard drive into, like up and down, and it reads it like a USB. It's a USB red hard drive reader. And... That's how I have the original... That's how I was able to pull off the original podcast episodes and upload them when I upgraded my computer. Because mm. part of my hard drive died. So I've actually used that for work to, to look at hard drives that have had problems. Because it, it just, you, just you can just pull the hard drive off and it, it, it treats it like a flash drive. But while looking for that, I found what I was talking about last week. It's hard to see because of glare... But this is the Monster Hunter CD from Japan that cost me my whole bank account. Ooh. And then they closed it. Monster Hunter Swing. So a lot of people know this CD for the uh, 
swing version of Poke Village and um, Yukimo Village, and as well as the Bracadius theme on there. Oh, I think I, I think you can also find it on um, uh, Apple Music. I think it, you can actually mm-hmm. find it on there. Yep. Yeah, I ended up downloading the yep. whole playlist. It was really, really good. I I still say that the this version of Poke Village is probably one of my favorite songs ever. I've it, it's yep, up there. I've just downloaded a lot of music from uh, videogamemusic.com or whatever it is. Oh <gasps> yeah. Shame on you. Wait, was it free or did you like purchase it? I mean, I do uh, I do was, OC remix, which it is was free. Free, but I had to um, share links because they offer the option to donate to get unlimited access or you can um share the website to get like a certain number of ones so i just shared it a couple times to get the yeah. the albums i was looking for hmm. Hmm. fair enough that's really cool free advertising mm-hmm. for them for you to download their music yeah they've got okay. like mm-hmm. thousands of games in their catalogs, so that's like probably like hundreds of thousands of hours of songs. So, oh yeah, yeah. that's I mean, ridiculous. I, I, most of my music is video game remixes. Um, most of it. Um, I will say, I've really enjoyed um, the last two CDs I've got from Shepard. So mm-hmm. I've been listening to them too. So, yeah. They're a lot more party party music than I thought they were to begin with. I thought they were just cool pop music, but man, some of those songs really like them. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah. I think like probably one of my favorite uh, artists out there that like does like video game covers, but like strictly metal would probably be Toxic Eternity. Like he does some really good stuff, like video game metal. Um, he also does like oh no wait no I think it's just game metal. Um, he does a pretty good job too, but he likes to put in a lot of keyboard. It's not like conventional metal, but like yeah, um, yeah, Jack Leeger, he he is so good with with the guitar and like um, um, he's got like a drum kit and everything like that. And yeah, oh my god, like his, his style of music is just fantastic. Especially when he like did like um, a lot of Undertale covers. He did Persona Five. He does a lot of Pokemon. Um, but yeah, like I think I think I encouraged him to do like one Monster Hunter theme, and that was the Tigrex theme, and that was when I was a Patreon on his. Um, oh yeah, when mm-hmm. I was a patron on his Patreon, and yeah, like it was really really solid. Like he does an amazing job. Like his his take on uh, One Wing Angel. Oh boy! Like he hits all the notes. Like it's so good. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I, I this is I, I am a patron of this guy. I don't see a lot from him because he's kind of infrequent. Um, mm-hmm. But jamming Sam Miller, and he does restorations of like Super Nintendo songs in sort of like his own thing it's like oh. it sounds like the original but it's like fully done by him of just like a full restoration of the song uh it's like sort of updated mm-hmm. and done with new equipment i would say um i have like a lot of the original donkey Kong country music from him uh on my phone 
So oh, like, so he does like 16 bit covers and stuff like that. Well, it's in it's in uh it's hard to describe. It's it's not bit music. It, it is straight up what it was if it was done by an orchestra sound. Oh, like, that's cool. Okay, yeah, I'm going to have to check so, this out. Uh so I really like a lot of Donkey Kong Country music. Of course, who doesn't? Right? They're amazing. Um, but the Icicle Cavern and uh, Gangplague Galley, which is the final boss music, those two, and as well as ending credits music, uh, Tectonic Records, I think, is the name of the song, um, is all three of them are just, like, on my playlist. Mm-hmm. Like, just they're just oh, nearly OSTs if they weren't remasters of the OSTs. Like... They are just straight up the song, and I love them. It, the, the, most of my video game video game music are remixes because I just enjoy that more. I, I like, I, I like my big example of like me loving video game remixes is like I have a lot of like techno pop of Crypt of the Necrodancer stuff. So like, imagine like a danceable version of tech uh, of Crypt of the Necrodancer mm-hmm. music. Oh, um, that's funky. Uh, and then uh, another one that I really like is Tutti Fruity, which is a rap song from the from the point of view of the fruit stand vendor in Mario Sunshine. Hmm. Interesting. Huh. This is like uh, fun. He's like, oh, you're, uh, you're Mario. That's the name of my bro. Uh, and although uh, Piantissimo, so so I don't know. The, there's all sorts of like really cool like rap. It's just like a pretty easy going just like rap, rap song that he just does, and it's not fast or anything. It's it's a like I said easy going, so it's not like fast rhymes or anything. But one of my favorite is, lines is sort of like they're doing sort of like a, a breakdown at the end, not like a huge one, but like just sort of like he just throws in lines here as the song is just sort of ending. And he's like, he's like, the name's PNTCMO. Chill is playing easy mode. Mm-hmm. And I was like, chill is playing easy mode. I love it. <laughs> oh my God. Um, stuff like that. Like, I really love my remixes. Um, but yeah, Jam and Sam Miller is his YouTube channel. And I am, I am, so, I am a patron for two people. And it's Aphless because fucking duh. Yeah, like, obviously. Uh, and then um, Jam and Sam Miller are the two. Like, I really, I really want to uh, look into uh, eventually being a patron for both Desino and um, Mount Payne mm-hmm. 27, which are two Doom people. But um, I'm going to wait till I get the house dealt with and finances all dealt with and that kind of stuff till I make any more commitments because i'm only paying like six dollars a month on patreon that's mm-hmm. not a lot so so anyways um i don't think we have much else to say tonight unless you had some more stuff morg uh not really i think what i'm doing right now is um i've already spent like a huge fortune on uh, game stuff like retro gaming stuff because i like to play things on the original hardware um, what I'm probably going to be doing now is I'm yeah. probably just going to be saving up so that way I can get my uh, uh, my bow fitted 
because I'm going to be going up to Sylvan Lake and then going out onto the range with uh, my girlfriend and her family. And then immediately after that, going to be going and seeing the Scottish Highland Games in Canmore in the same weekend, which is going to be a lot of fun. Um, wow. Yeah. So I, I've got I've got to save up a lot of money in order to be able to do a lot of stuff and then build on the library of games that uh, I'm going to be getting. So, um, yeah, I'm going to be a bit of a busy boy. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm gotta, also going to try and find time for Monster Hunter Turok. for sure. Yeah, got to look at Turok. Turok yeah, for I saw I saw Tur I saw Turok for N64. I did not have enough money in order to be able to purchase it, but I am going to be getting that for sure because I need to be able to play as a Native American with a crazy variety of guns, killing dinosaurs and aliens because it's so <laughs> badass of a concept. I love it. Just oh, please. Oh. Mm, it's like Manifest Destiny except in reverse. Oh, it's great. What a yes, cool concept. I love it. As a Native American, I fully approve of this message. And that's why Turok is one of my favorite protagonists. Like, I... Like, my friend makes fun of me because every time there's, like, an E3 or something, like, please bring back Turok. Please bring back Turok. I want Turok. I want to be a Native American killing dinosaurs. Please, 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 please. Nope, no Turok. No one cares about Turok. It's been dead since a claim. I know. Uh, no, no, we're going to bring back its glory days. I don't care. You know what? I, I will... I will make my Twitch channel um, totally like um, a service to like retro gaming, and Turok is definitely going to be on that list. If ever I so get, if I make it big, guys, if I make it rich, I will I will sit down and I will play retro games, and you guys can recommend what they are, and I will go out hunt them in their in their hard copy, and I will find ways to be able to like do video capture for it and just play it. Mm-hmm. That'd be so sick. So. I, I want to I want to give a shout out to an old friend uh, internet friend of mine. I don't talk to him too much anymore. Jesse Galena. He used to be on the Escapist. I don't know if he still is. Um, he did a retro game series of games I missed essentially. So he plays and reviews games he never played from like the N sixty four era and 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 back and up and you know all sorts of like old games and Turok was his first game he did on that series and he'd never played one. And he was like, this game is amazing. And like, even for modern day, like, like I was like, yes, I feel so vindicated. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> like, that's how I feel whenever somebody uh, talks about Freedom Unite, where they're just like this, this is the game that, that, you know, you want the first and second gen experience, you know, in, in its, in its if, entirety, if fully we, complete. If we were to get, let's just say, Pie in the Sky, Capcom remasters some Monster Hunters, right? Mm-hmm. I say that there are only three titles they ever need to remaster. Mm-hmm. And it is Freedom Unite, because it encapsulates all of second gen yep. and first gen. There is nothing unique before that point in Freedom Unite. Freedom mm-hmm. Unite has it all. Three Ultimate, because you're going to... You're gonna, you're gonna miss things like um, Dire Morales. Dire yeah. Morales, yes. Um, Dire Morales, Cedius, Moren. Yeah, Cedius. Yep. We're gonna see a bunch of things that that just you are not able to fight, and you'll get the the water mechanics, and then four mm. ultimate. Yep. Uh, yep. Four 100%. ultimate would be the most recent one. Four ultimate is also my most. Like, 
aggravated. I love the game, but it aggravates me the mm-hmm. most. I mean, I complained about the Y stones here today because hey, well, that a uh, it has two ongoing meme two mechanics. <laughs> yeah, the two mechanics as far uh, like Apex and Y stones are like the most infuriating aspect of Four Ultimate. Um, I well, never really understood like Apex the relic weapon system. Yeah. Oh, Apex yeah. Apex and Frenzy yeah. are the two Frenzy, I'm talking about. Frenzy I don't enjoy monsters. Frenzy monsters. Frenzied monsters were really, really, really difficult to deal with sometimes because, like, it would play around with, I think, their uh, um, with their speed as far as, like, their attack. They're, like... And stuff like that, and they'd they're hit like harder. They're, like, Apex light. Yeah. They're, like, diet Apex. And it, it's fine. It's better, but it's what not if, good. It's just not what good. If they, what if they incorporate that into the mo- the second Monster Hunter movie? <laughs> They might. Gore Magala was at the end of it. They're probably going to do like Jurassic World Dominion or some shit like that. Mila uses some Y stones on her her dual blades and then gets pissed off when the effect wears off in a minute and a half. And then Tony Jaw just like smiles. I got to find. Oh my god. He'll be like, you have to wait. So my. 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 uh... My friend showed me an article a couple weeks ago that is why Monster Hunter is the perfect video game movie adaptation. Like as an article Ew. by uh, MovieWeb.com. <clears throat> and they cite that it didn't do well because of the pandemic, because it came out in 2020. And no, that Paul W.S. Anderson is a wonderful director and, and made a wonderful adaptation that no one saw because of the pandemic. No, and I was like, Dude. we did a whole episode about this film. I didn't like, read. I saw the article pop up on my on my oh. feed and I just ignored it because I was like, this this will be like this will trigger me. <laughs> If I read this. <laughs> so I read I read this article because my friend suggested it to me. It is clear that this guy enjoyed this movie. Mm-hmm. And you know what? He has some solid points because, yes, Paul W.S. Anderson does and has played Monster Hunter. And he has since Freedom Unite, uh, according to him in interviews. Mm-hmm. So I think... Him getting some monster names wrong, like calling the Cephalosa Romobra, stuff like that, is something that, like, is very egregious, yes. And I know you don't like the depiction of the Nersilla. I actually enjoyed that. I I I think it will always go full, like, Godfather. Look at this. Look how they massacre my boy. Look how they massacre my boy. I call him someone. I call her class. I could have been a contender. <laughs> Only in this case, I, yeah. I could have been represented better for Monster Hunter. I swear to God. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm going uh, to find Paul W.S. So, Anderson and I'm going to go full, uh, full uh, Michael Corleone. You have, don't ever make a move against the family again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, here, here's the thing. The article has some decent points, and it took it took stepping back to sort of see, like, I don't think it's a terrible adaptation. I think the premise is terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they did. Of all things, they did some monsters justice. They showed yeah. them right. 
they were designed mm-hmm. right. Um, they misnamed one, right? And I would say Nersilla was sort of used to fit a narrative that doesn't really work for Nersilla, but there yeah. wasn't something in the universe like I, that really did like that. Like I said, my whole... So they kind my, of... My main it. problem with the Monster Hunter movie is that they didn't just set it in the world of Monster Hunter. They... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, the premise. Yeah. The premise is the problem with the movie. And but but when you take a step back and look at the monsters, especially Diablos, mm-hmm. I would say Diablos being near the star of the show, Diablos is depicted extremely well. Like yeah. there's nothing there about Diablos that doesn't feel very like mm-hmm. Diablos, right? Like Oh no, yeah. Diablos maybe was except actually it done eating well. a person. It um, did eat a person. Did it eat a person? I, I mean, it, it behaved have, like I a land shark, pretty much. Because, I mean, we know that it gores two people. It gores one guy that it yeah. carries off the boat like a pro, and then gets the soldier, sneaks yeah. the soldier in the back, and then it's just like, yeah, see right. what I and did to your friend? Right. Yeah. Well, here, here's the thing. I actually enjoyed... They had Monster Hunter language. They had the hunter language in there. Like, yeah. Now, I don't play with hunter language in Rise because I actually like hearing the English words. Because it's funny to, to when I get done with a mount, my brother's character going, you're so cool. And it sounds so car- sarcastic because it's coming from mm-hmm. my brother. So, um, I just, I don't know. I find I find joy in the, in the, I was so against the voice lines to begin with, but now I'm, oh, I quite enjoy them. Uh, yeah, I especially I, enjoyed yeah. like the look lookout and stuff because like the lookout will if I can't see the monsters like very much like I gotta roll, I heard the lookout, I gotta roll. I will like, also say, <laughs> like the uh, the weapons weren't large enough for me. They should have no, they and I don't CGI the. Hell I don't out think of it. they could have been. No, you totally they totally could have like maybe you could have just made well, the base of the weapons like where the characters hold them. The actual like even a makeup of the dog? weapon, what the hell? and then have the yeah. end of the sword be like the reference tennis ball, like they have for a lot of other digital effects, and then they could have enhanced the effects sure. for that. Um, also, the, I guess uh, yeah, you're asking bu- you're asking budget oh, changes, right? Like, I, also I, the in the end, I found the movie to be okay. Like I wasn't super underwhelmed or overwhelmed, so yeah. I mean, I think it it's serviceable. Yeah. It's it's okay. It's fine anyways, if you're not. That came up. I think it's fine if you're not like a hardcore fan of of the series. But if you're if you're a hardcore fan, you're gonna hate it. I mean, uh, I don't know what don't, else there is to I say. I mean, I don't hate it. I just think they should have set it in the world of Monster Hunter, and had it be like either Artemis's coming of age story or have it be like Artemis is like the outsider that then lear- learns to work with others. I mean he was also I mean destined destined hero bullshit that a lot of mm-hmm. movies do too. So it's You know what yeah, they could have there's, done. There's a lot of what they could have done was they could have gone with a Horizon Zero Dawn sort of storyline where they focus it around the characters and the tribe or um, the village, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and then have the monsters be, you know, 
part of the antagonist roster involved as obstacles in the main storyline, kind of getting in the way of the main character achieving whatever it happens to be that particular goal is, whether it is earning their rite of passage or, you know, <laughs> they could have also. I don't really care. Like, they could have done a lot, but I mean, like, instead they just kind of Jurassic World, like Lost World Jurassic Parked it, where all of a sudden you come into that world, whatever, and then something from that world gets taken off into, like, a cityscape or into the real world. You know, they just... I don't know. It just uh, mm, I, no. To nope. me, to me, I liked Dominion a lot. I don't know if you saw Dominion, the newest Jurassic World, but I liked mm-hmm. it a lot. Um, I think it's probably because it harkens back to like the, also, a lot of the original Jurassic Park they stuff. Also, could have uh... they had some cool ideas. Like, there's a whole thing about the the mutated locusts causing a global pandemic. Like that was that was pretty awesome. Oh, they, idea. Uh, for the Monster Hunter movie, they also could have uh, not had it rain during the the final fight and uh, made Ron Perlman's character look even more ridiculous than he already did up to that point. Oh, the part where he looked like a wet mop? Yes. Like, he literally looked like yeah. a janitor's mop in the, in the rain. Like, it was it was so sad. Oh, Ron yeah, Perlman. Were... I feel so bad for I, him. Mad, I, you know what, though? I have mad respect for that actor. Like, yeah. He, oh, he's, a, he's a great guy. Don't get me wrong. I just think yeah. they could have yeah, he, done better for he, his character. He gives it his all. He gives yeah. it his all. In, in this mm. movie, He's he he's does so many for, like, Hellboy. Like, he gives it his all for Hellboy. Mm, yeah. He does it for... He's a really... Interesting yet weird character in the Turok reboot. Mm-hmm. Like, if you remember that, the Xbox 360 Turok, Turok reboot, he's a big character in that. He's like a staple of video game voice actors mm-hmm. at this point, as well as a movie actor for not just video games, but other just sort of like geeky, nerdy movies. Like, I kind of like Ron Perlman mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. So. I mean, despite the fact that his. And The up- Rock. Yeah. Yes. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh my God! Could you imagine what Monster Hunter would have been like if they had Dwayne the Rock Johnson in it? And there's like I Ron mean, Perlman right beside him with his makeup, making him look like he has a half melted candle. It's just kind of like all that stuff's just kind of falling off of his face when he's. Oh my God! It's I so mean, he funny could looking just play at the him. world's smallest Rajang. I mean, he's got like the. He he's could, got the arms yes. and the fists. Yep, one hundred percent. Oh my God! Yes, oh, I, they need to do that. We're yes. delving Dwayne, into Scorpion King here. <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson in a monkey suit with horns, going Super Saiyan. You got my yes, reference. and no, it's got a big, got big fight between him and Ron Perlman, just brawling <laughs> I mean, it out, bare fisted, just no knuckle boxing flag on the it flag. out. Flag, yes, no. <laughs> do it. <laughs> Flag oh. of the play. This is a Scorpion King all written all Wait, over it. We no. are not doing Scorpion do King. The, no, 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 no. It won't be in CGI. He's got to do it in makeup. He can do the third of the he fourth He has to do it in makeup. And he can no CGI. Dwayne The Rock Johnson in a monkey suit. It has to be done. Fighting off Ron Perlman in that terrible facial makeup. Yes. Oh, my God. That'd be perfect. It... Oh yes, I just picture it now. Oh, it's just wonderful. I don't know. If, just well, glorious. we have the episode I don't know if you title. Heard me for Here it, it is: Dwayne the Rock Rajang. Or, I don't know if you heard me in the third or fourth movie. He can play. Uh, 
Because <gasps> we finally Dwayne get... the Rajang Johnson. Yes. A Korovashima. He can play a Korovashima. Because we finally could... we'll finally get some frontier crossover. Oh man, I was so hopeful because we had Espinus that we would get a Kurovishimo. I was so hel- hopeful. Maybe, and maybe with the next not. game, or maybe with uh, one of these. Maybe, uh, maybe one of these we, DLCs. I, so my judgment on my judgment on the roster for Sunbreak is entirely postponed until we get all of the free updates. And the mm. reason being is they keep saying a oh, lots of monsters in all the updates. Yeah. So, because yeah, I knows. right because we talked about this last week. Where we're at right now, to me, is unacceptable. An amount of monsters added. Mm-hmm. If they add a you know significant amount more as time goes on, I think I'm okay. Because I think that I think we have to think about the challenges that the world and Capcom and people have gone through the past couple of years during the development cycle for mm-hmm. Rise what's going on it's only just now that people are sort of getting back into a normal mm-hmm. thing and obviously this was still developed during pandemic times even sunbreak so mm-hmm. for me it being a dlc is a me- like it's just like i'm just gonna have to accept that and i think i'm okay with that but um so i'm gonna reserve judgment until then but you know akura vishimu would be like a huge hit for me if we get it like i I'd be over the moon. Like mm-hmm. Espinus was like, was like a monster hunter lifetime achievement for me getting. <laughs> Cause I was like, I remember that thing being revealed back in the day. Cause I was into, Mon- I don't think either of you were playing monster hunter back then. Um, Cause this was like, could you could have been, I don't know. This might predate freedom unite. Oh, this okay. might predate that game. And, because I think Frontier does. They don't. I'm not a history expert, super rad, or a Cantor <laughs> X, or someone like that would know better. But like, um, I was there when it was re- revealed, and I was watching the internet and that kind of stuff, and it was just like, this is amazing. When are we getting it, Frontier? <laughs> like, I'm never gonna see this monster in a life, you know, lifetime Monster Hunter dream came true. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm super excited. June, Anyways, um, June twenty first, two thousand seven. Two hours. Frontier started. Okay, then yeah, it was about a year a year um, before uh, Freedom Unite came out because I know that that came out in two thousand eight. Yeah. Yep. I was following Monster Hunter, you know, since two thousand four. I, I would say five is when I started following it. I was playing it since two thousand four. Yeah, and Espinus joined in. Uh, anyways, Frontier two point Yes, yeah, he was the big update, the second month, like the big patch. Yeah, I remember that very clearly. Yeah. Um. So, uh, thanks everyone for watching. Um, I actually have not been looking at the Twitch since I. So we're good. We're good. Okay. We great. um so thanks for uh watching slash listening folks um next week we may or may not have an episode um it's looking like no so far um but after that we'll have the quiz uh quiz week but if it's uh if if we do end up recording next week it will be a uh 
it will be another wild card. We'll probably have a little more, uh, I don't know, pointed discussion. Today was kind of rambly. Mm-hmm. But, he, you know, hey, that's that's us. Morg knows that. Oh, God. <laughs> we go off the rails on this crazy train, okay? We, we, we don't stick to the rails. The world is our sandbox. This is how I DM. You know, I, I can't plan mm-hmm. worth shit. Honestly, I did that once before where I overplanned like two months in advance for like just a baseline dungeon. Um, I can't remember. There's like a book that like has like all the different editions of like dungeons that you can go through, but you can play them in 5e. I can't remember the book's name, but uh, yeah, it, it went from like just standard orcs and goblins to people having to deal with orc chiefs, ogres. Um, the two-headed giant thing or whatever, and then at some point, I think I wanted to stampede of wild boars, and yeah, it just went crazy from there, and they were all started at level three, and then, like, in the second level, uh, there was supposed to be, uh, I think, I think I added troglodytes, and then added, like, spider, giant spiders, and a, um, a drider. Speaking of. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, it got pretty crazy. Uh, I gave them NPCs so that they had a chance, but yeah, it just it just went absolutely off Speaking the wall. Of, whenever uh, I started, D&D. you know, you coming up with ideas the, for these. Uh, Grump's ten minute power hour episode with Matthew Mercer that recently came out. Uh, they have them on, and they they do uh, mm. legendary cookies, where they D and D style roll for ingredients and utensils to make cookies. And he brings he brings like a giant like there's a new eight inch in diameter steel D twenty and they like lob it on their table. Oh yeah. my god. Oh my god, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I've I've gotten back into Game Grumps recently, so I, I've mm-hmm. been watching more of their stuff. I'll probably watch that. I'll give I them a time, chance. Yeah. Like, when the kids are here <laughs> when when the kids are here, forget it. I, I can't I, I basically I can play Monster Hunter handheld for a little while and then that's it. Like that's crowd hunting time that I can do with the kids if they're occupied. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, we go play hide and seek or whatever. That was fun today. Um Emery beat us all. She oh, hit yeah? in a very crazy place and I didn't expect it. Oh wow. Yeah. She's usually pretty bad at hiding. She's she's like my brother was when he was young. She'll just giggle. She was like <laughs> nice quiet dead as a doornail like cc gave up she was i i wasn't looking i was i was found and then cc was looking and cc mm-hmm. gave up and cc is pretty persistent and cc uh, emery just popped out of i don't even know where she was hiding she just popped around a corner she's like ha ha we're like where well, were you just make sure that you don't play the uh um, horror movie version of that from the conjuring the hide and clap game because mm. the way that they used that in that movie no. was fucking freaky. No, thank you. No, 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 no. We're 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 avoiding horror movies for now for them. Mm-hmm. Although CC is very interested oh, yeah. in Jack scary came stuff. With us to see, that uh, is for sure. Nope, of um, course I, he enjoyed I, it. Yeah, I imagine. I imagine he did. Yeah. Uh, so I was going to say before we go, real quick, you did remind me of one thing, Morg. Oh, yeah. Um. There's a new D&D movie coming out, Honor Among Thieves, with Ooh. Chris Pine as the lead. Like, this is, a like, a major production of a D&D movie. Oh, like, this could be really cool. 
I'm hopeful. I'm very hopeful for the thing. Fingers crossed that it's going to be really good because I'm, I'm, I think they I might watch show, it. They show an owl there. Oh my god, yes. Also, the owl bear is the druid. It's a druid woman who turns into an owl bear and fights a bunch of dudes. Ooh. And... Okay, yeah, she must be a um, high level then. Ooh, this is going to be interesting. There's a dude, I think he's in the Jurassic World uh, series. Um, he's this black guy, and I don't remember his, his name. Um but he's kind of like been in a lot of things recently. He's in it too as one of the characters. Like like it's it's not it's mm-hmm. named actors. Like it's not just like who's he what's it and, and one of the Wayne's brothers this time. It is You know, mm-hmm. like Chris Pine, like Captain Kirk is <laughs> it's called uh Dungeon Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Look at the trailer, it's amazing. Anyways, we 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 gotta wrap this up. So okay. thank you for listening. We'll catch you next week with a wild card, if not the week after that with a quiz show. Um, and I don't have the years yet. I will get those to you guys next week um, when I start working on the questions and stuff. Um, I know Sasha was very much on the plane of not studying. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I will still give you the same opportunity. Uh, <laughs> she is choosing not to study. so um, she's, But she says she does better that way. So I'll, we'll have the years... Uh, next time, I just didn't have the time to think of them for this show. Cause, so the listeners won't have any idea what the years are going to be, but uh, you guys will. So, um, Again, thanks for watching. Be sure to follow at Hunters Hub Pod on Twitter. Um, the, uh, you'll see some clips and stuff I've been doing. You'll see my results of crown hunting and the screenshots I've taken. I actually have a cl- good clip. I'm going to do one of my... Uh, Hunter's Hub tips that I remember I did the one that blew up mm-hmm. that had the Rock Nikodaki string getting cut. The like had like thousands of likes. I was like, this is insane for me. Um, like I have another tip that you can break parts with, uh, but uh, beetles. You can break Ooh. parts by shooting elemental beetles. Oh yeah, and because they deal damage. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I. Ha- I have a clip of me. I think I am breaking a, a uh, scorned Magnamalo's face with one. Oh, that's if it's awesome. Not that it's something. Uh, it's something. Maybe a gore. I don't remember, but it's a, it's a high level monster that I was having troubles breaking its head, and then I shot it in the face because I was frustrated, and then pop. <laughs> oh, like that's insane. Nice. Oh my god. <laughs> I clipped it. Um. So yeah. Be sure to follow me on Twitter for that. Uh, and also updates about the podcast and everything. Um, podcast has been doing well. Thank you listeners for listening so much. I assume that is, that it's part of Sunbreak uh, again, you know, monster Hunter hype. So keep it coming. We, we love having people listen. It's amazing. And then also follow Ace at Ace Badger Gaming on Twitter. And be sure to join our Discord. We had another person join this week uh, who found us... You know, we haven't got to hunt with people yet. I've been kind of light on hunting with people, but I'd like to pick that up sometime soon. But life has been crazy. I mean, you guys have known that. I've talked a lot about how it's been crazy busy. So I've just mm-hmm. been kind of keeping it myself. So we'll uh, we'll we'll see uh, what happens next week. So hopefully, see you next week see or the ya. week after. Later, guys. Mm-hmm.
Take care.